Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT Wellness Podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. If any of these stories are of interest and you would like to read more about the research that we're sharing here today, just head over to our blog at blog.lgbthealthlink.org, where we post a written version of the roundup that includes links to all of the stories that we're about to discuss. So let's jump into it with our first story of the week, Tanning May Target Gayborhoods. A new study found that neighborhoods with higher populations of gay and bisexual men were twice as likely to have a tanning salon as those with fewer queer men. Researchers say this could be a sign that gay and bi men are being targeted, which is concerning given their higher rates of both indoor tanning and skin cancer. Queer men are about six times as likely as heterosexual men to tan indoors at some point in their lives, and they've been found in a lot of studies to be more likely to develop skin cancer. Researchers estimate maybe twice as likely. So it's already really concerning uh, that that disparity exists, and then even more disturbing to see the relationship between tanning salons and kind of gayer areas. So definitely uh, keep that in mind. I know that it's getting cold outside in many parts of the country, and you may wish to maintain your tan all year round, but there are definitely risks involved, and LGBT people seem to be particularly susceptible to them. So just keep that in mind. And our next story, HIV epidemic nears end in New York. The New York Democrat and Chronicle reported that the Empire State appears poised to end the HIV-AIDS epidemic in the near future. 2,481 diagnoses were reported in 2018, which is the lowest it's been since the early years of the HIV outbreak. While a record number of people, 32,000, are now on PrEP across the state. That's a rise of 32% in just the past year. The state's plan to end HIV was first launched in 2014, so really encouraging to see them make so much progress in just five years. Next up, drinking and smoking habits of queer women. Research found that young lesbian and bisexual women were more likely than their peers to smoke tobacco while consuming alcohol. Additionally, while they didn't drink more days than straight women per week, they drank higher quantities on the days when they did. This is a really interesting study because there's been tons and tons of evidence over the years that LGBT people um, are more likely to be smokers than non-LGBT people, and that this is partially the result of the tobacco industry shamelessly targeting LGBT people and manipulating them into smoking more. But it's really interesting to see studies like this that get down to a specific population. So here we have young, lesbian, and bisexual women. And now also look at habits. So not just that they're smoking more, but that it's related to alcohol consumption. And the fact that uh, these women are more likely to drink more when they do decide to drink is also concerning as it, you know, can obviously be problematic for a number of reasons for people to drink to excess. So definitely an interesting study um, that kind of takes a look more at the nature of the smoking and drinking that's happening rather than just giving us raw numbers to show that there's a disparity. 
In our next story, Queer Men's Perceptions on HPV. A study examined the perspectives of 29 queer young men with respect to HPV vaccination. Many believed incorrectly that HPV only affected women, and some also felt there was stigma associated with getting vaccinated. The cost and convenience of getting vaccinated, as well as other access issues, were among the concerns expressed by those in the study. So definitely, we need to dispel the rumor or the conception that HPV only affects women. It affects women, men, non-binary folks, trans folks, cis folks. HPV can affect everyone. And certainly, there are disparities um, facing uh, queer young men. Um, So very concerning to kind of hear, you know, this perspective that they think that they can't be impacted. Um, The government has been slowly including more um, queer young men in the recommendations for vaccination and getting um, even going up in age a little bit to how old um, they recommend vaccination. So definitely look into this if it's something that could impact you. Even if you're a little bit older than, you know, the, the teens that are normally getting vaccinated, you may still be eligible and recommended to get HPV vaccination. Next up, new resource regarding Black men and HIV. The CDC published a new fact sheet on HIV among gay and bisexual Black men, who they say accounted for 26% of all new HIV diagnoses nationwide in 2017. That includes 37% of new diagnoses among gay and bisexual men. While some age groups within Black, gay, and bisexual men saw declines in new transmissions between 2010 and 2016, there was a big increase of 38% among those aged 25 to 34. So that's definitely a group that uh, needs to be targeted for interventions. Seems like PrEP could be one way to do that, um, but we know that there hasn't been as strong of PrEP uptake as many in the public health field would like among queer Black uh, men, especially those who are in this younger bracket who could really stand to benefit from it. And in our final story of the week, focusing on bi plus people of color. Center for American Progress explored the importance of disaggregating data to look at bisexual people of color. For example, among white LGBT people, a recent data set that they explored showed bisexual individuals had poorer health indicators than their lesbian and gay peers. But when looking at bisexual people of color, they didn't find this disparity between bi folks and lesbian and gay peers. While differences like these can be due to small sample sizes as the observed population, in this case by people of color, grows more specific, answers can only come through more research and more disaggregation. That wraps up another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. I hope you've enjoyed listening. And again, if you'd like to read more about any of the stories we've discussed, just go to blog.lgbthealthlink.com. where you can find the links to all of today's stories and more. Have a great week and talk to you next week.